Hi there, it's Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. Going to be talking about the 2020 release, Monster Hunter. I'm a huge fan of video games. I play lots of video games in my life. I have not played a lot of Monster Hunter. It's a Capcom game. I'm very familiar with it. I do want to dive into it at some point because I love role-playing games, games that take a, a long time to get through where you build a character up and they get better skills and better weapons and all that stuff. It's just not one that ever crossed my path at the time I was going to play something like this. I'm actually replaying Skyrim and some older games right now. I haven't played Skyrim. Skyrim in four years, and man, the updates and stuff now on a PS Pro, uh, PS4 Pro, it, it just looks amazing. But anyway, um, I, so I am a fan of the genre. I am a fan of the games, so to speak. I've played a little bit of Friends House. I've just never owned a copy of any of the Monster Hunter games, and I'm not well-versed in the mythology. But when you watch the behind-the-scenes after the movie is over, it turns out that Paul W.S. Anderson is a huge fan of the games. Matter of fact, almost 10 years ago, he optioned the rights from Capcom while he was making the Resident Evil movies and doing other things. Um, He knew then that he wanted to get involved in some kind of adaptation to bring this world to movies. And he did after he was done with the Resident Evil stuff. So uh, the short answer is, should I watch this movie? Do you like Godzilla movies? Do you like giant... uh, Did you like Pacific Rim? Do you like... Uh, humans fighting against giant monsters, good special effects, light story, lots of action, then you're going to have a fun time with this movie. It's not bad at all. Paul W.S. Anderson has gotten a a very, very bad rap in his career because he's made Resident Evil movies after Resident Evil movie, and he's made action movie after action movie and horror movie, you know. Um, but he's made some decent movies in his career. Event Horizon is one of my favorite science fiction horror movies. Soldier with Kurt Russell, really entertaining action flick. You know, he's done some things in his career to to raise a B-movie genre up to... Does anybody remember he did the first Death Race? You know, the one that they brought in Jason Statham and did it all big budget. Um He's made some decent popcorn action sci-fi and horror movies. And that's a noble pursuit. I don't have a problem with that. So many people, oh, that movie was just mindless action. Okay, well, every once in a while I want to put in Hobbs and Shaw and I want to have two hours of mindless fun. Uh, I assume that's what the Lifetime Channel and Hallmark movies do for women who like that kind of thing. And I'm sure there are men who like those too. But I mean... You know, not every movie has to be, um, it's going to win an award. It's going to be praised for generations. Sometimes you want to adapt a video game and make the people who play that video game happy with a movie adaptation. And for many, many years, they were always terrible. Anybody remember? I mean, we're not going to talk about Mario Brothers, Dungeons and Dragons, which was not based on a video game, but still, that was that's getting a reboot. Um Anyway, there have been a lot of terrible video game adaptations and a few really good ones. Uh, The most recent Tomb Raider movie was really good. 
It, it did justice to the character and the storyline of the newer games, um, and it was a it was a good action flick. Um, and there have been a couple others that have almost been, but then with all those, you have like Assassin's Creed, which was a pretty bad adaptation of the source material. Just wasn't that good. Wasn't that a great a film? Well, Monster Hunter, like I said at the beginning, I'm not the biggest fan of the game, so I can't tell you that they got the character designs right or it, the weapons right or any of that. But I know what it's based on, and I have played the game and I get the gist of what the movie was trying to do. I think, I mean, you can make the argument that the Resident Evil movies are terrible because they really have little to do with the video games. I would totally agree with you. But again, I don't think if somebody tried to make a straight adaptation of a Resident Evil game into a movie, I don't think it would work. The Resident Evil movies work with atmosphere and graphics and and sound effects to create tension over long hours of gameplay you don't have that kind of time in a movie you know and and to take those characters and those storylines and make them into something that's filmable that in under two hours you can make on a decent budget and that kind of thing i find all of the resident evil movies entertaining none of them are great none of them are horrible yeah well there's some horrible moments in some of them but overall the resident evil movies maintained a level of whatever they were they were um so if he does that with Monster Hunter, I'd be all for it. So getting into this movie specifically, uh, not getting into too many spoilers, but the gist of the movie is an American military team is trying to find out where another team went. They go out into this kind of desert area that they, you know, they're having hard time tracking them down with GPS and stuff. And a freak storm blows up and it turns out there's these rocks in the ground that somehow light up with the lightning and transport them to another planet. Um and it juxtaposes the scenes, like the movie opens with a scene from The New World. And it's a ship going through desert oceans, sand, but it's like an old pirate sailing ship. And, and they're chasing a monster. And, and then we cut to Mia Jovovich and her team of military guys who are, and, and gals who are trying to track down the team that's missing. And they get caught in the storm and they get transported to that world. It takes them a little bit to realize they're not in Kansas anymore. I mean, definitely things look a little bit different. Um, and then they find a skeleton where they realize it's bigger than any dinosaur they've seen in the Smithsonian, and they're not on Earth anymore, or wherever they are. Um, and it doesn't go into much detail about where this place is. The Is it a planet, a different dimension? Is it Earth in the future? Is it Earth in the past? We don't really know. It's just the new world. And over there, the first character they meet is a character played by Tony Jaa. I'm a huge Tony Jaa fan. He is a martial artist who've made a lot of foreign films of him just doing death-defying stunts with his body um, that we would normally get trampolines and stuntmen to do. He can just do it. You need to jump off a high place, he will just do it. He does backflips off real elephants and things. I mean, the guy is just, he's a, a stuntman, martial artist, and just, he's a very likable guy in all of his martial arts movies and he's been making small inroads into american films and this is arguably his biggest american role is playing the hunter who kind of befriends mia jovovich and the survivors of her team um he's been here a while he knows what's going on he knows the names of some of the monsters but he doesn't speak english so it's a very charming uh character for him to play and he gets to show off his acrobatic skills and his fighting skills and his comedic skills he actually is a very funny actor 
Most of the other characters that are introduced early in the film don't make it very far into the film, unfortunately. But they do eventually introduce Ron Perlman, who is wearing this hair and this outfit to emulate the, the video game character, but it's like seeing Final Fantasy characters in reality at cosplay. It's just like, okay, that's 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 Ron Perlman with his giant blonde windblown wig on. Um, but again, I haven't played enough of the games to know all the names of the monsters that Tony Joss spits out. That's Diablos, you know, and, and oh, I'm sure if you played the game, you're like, oh, man, that's a tough one, yeah. And they are incredibly hard to kill. Uh, they're in, in, huge. You are not prepared after seeing something like Godzilla and Kong Island for the size of these monsters. They're really, really, really huge. Uh, there's some creepy, crawly insect ones. Uh, there's some interesting gore. I think the movie would be better suited if it were a full R, but I know that's not what they were trying to do. It's PG-13. Uh, there's some decent gore and violence, but you can tell they, they pull back a little bit when they could do some things if it were R but, you know, so be it. Now, the movie was made with a $60 million budget. Considering what's on the screen, that's cheap, but it's only made about $31 million back, so there probably won't be any more, unfortunately. But overall, I enjoyed the film. There are a couple places where it's just like, did you have to, you know, and again... I may not be the target audience because I'm not a huge fan of the game and I'm a little older than the, the audience that this is probably made for, but there's some pretty juvenile joke scenes in here that, you know, they, they could be excised from the movie and you wouldn't be missing anything. But overall, I mean, I have seen much higher budget movies with much worse CG computer-generated imagery. These monsters look incredible. The special effects are pretty seamless. This this plays like a $120 million movie. That just goes to show you how, I guess, cheaply we can produce really quality visuals now. Um, but for a $60 million film to have this much of monster destruction action and well again a lot of the fights take place out in the desert so that's you know at least it's not a city um and there is an interesting uh ending on the film and kind of a coda that leads into uh they kind of flash this character who i assume is from the games which would lead into other movies um the fact that the gateway is kind of open at the end and monsters can come to earth uh that's how it ends. That that ends with a very interesting, wow, I want to see more of this. Overall, I will buy a copy of this movie, and I wouldn't buy a copy of, of Greenland, which was arguably a better movie, better acting, better characters, better writing, but this is what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a 103-minute action film uh, based on a video game where humans go after and try and kill giant monsters on an alien planet. And uh, this succeeds. I wish there had been a little bit more, maybe a little bit more mythology, a little more grit, a little more something to dig my teeth into. But overall, I kind of came away with it with the same feeling of the Resident Evil movies. I don't absolutely love the movie, but I'd watch it again because it was fun to watch. It pops some popcorn, crank the surround sound way up. It's got great surround sound. It really worked on my subwoofer a lot. Uh, monster steps, gunfire, explosions. This is a very thumpy, very, very bass-heavy movie for good reason. You're talking about giant creatures and giant weapons and things like that. 
The movie has been released worldwide. It was streaming here uh, December in the Netherlands. Uh, United States finally got it at the end of December. Japan um, is getting it in another week. So that'll be interesting to see since that's where the game is from. But overall, uh, you know, Monster Hunter is exactly what it's supposed to be. And it's hard to fault it for that. Yeah, the, the costuming on Ron Perlman. Okay, well, you have to fulfill the video game needs. But overall, I got really few complaints because, like I said, Mia Jovovich is very photogenic. Uh, you, She's one of the few women in movies today that you believe she could actually kick ass. I talked in another podcast about Ruby Rose, who I think is a, is a very fine young actress, and she's doing great, and stepping away from Batwoman after a year was probably not the best idea. But... She's starring in a few movies that are coming out now where she's fighting much larger men. And as someone who's taken karate, who's taken martial arts for several years, I will say that size doesn't always matter. But when somebody weighs less than 100 pounds, going up against somebody who weighs 300 pounds, there is, uh, you're going to have to pull some pretty special moves and not just punch them in the face kind of thing. There, there. 200 pound difference or 150 pound difference does matter in a fight scene and in some of these trailers i've watched i'm like she would have to fight a little bit harder than that against somebody that much bigger than her that being said mia jovovich is not a big person but she's been in movie after movie where she pulls off these fight scenes and she pulls off fighting the big things so having her star in a movie like this it's just instant yet instant cred um I recently rewatched Atomic Blonde. Charlize Theron p- pulled off all of her fight scenes. She is in camera doing a lot of that action stunt work, just like the John Wick movies uh, for Keanu Reeves. And she pulls them off. And it's believable that this thin, uh, very tiny person, and she is a taller woman, um, but, you know, you have to be able to pull off that kind of character playing the role. And we've all seen the movies where the, the wrong actor or actress gets picked for the role and they, they, they can do it. And we've seen many where they haven't. And Mia Jovovich is just one of those that could pull this off. And I'm glad she, they picked her for the movie. It also instantly makes you tie into, is this going to be like Resident Evil? And it's not. It's not quite that dark. It's not about zombies. It's about giant monsters. So unfortunately, it hasn't done well enough yet to warrant any sequels. But I think the quality of the movie, the well it was made, the universe it's created, it deserves to have. Maybe they can do some straight-to-video stuff. Um, if they produce this for $60 million... You can make some cheaper, you know, just have one or two monsters in it instead of all the ones that were in this. But overall, this is an entertaining romp if it's something that, but the name doesn't just turn you off to it. And you'd rather watch, uh, um, you know, any of those movies that were recently nominated for Academy Awards. Go watch Nomadland or whatever if you want to watch something like that. But if you want to watch giant monsters and humans fight and, and fight it out and and, and there's a, a few surprises and, and some really great CG special effects, well, then this is the movie for you. It's a great transfer from Sony. I watched the Blu-ray edition and I'm going to be picking up the 4K. Um, again, it's the juxtaposition of a movie like Greenland, which I would arguably say is a better film, but I would rather watch this at some point on a Saturday afternoon when I got some guys over and were, hey, what's an action movie? You know, we've seen the you know, the Fast and the Furious movies and we've seen the Resident Evil movies. What's something, you know, big budget that's like that? Oh, you probably haven't seen Monster Hunter. Let's put that one on. <clears throat> and I would be up for a sequel if, if it's produced with the same uh, love of the, the genre that they obviously have for the game and, and what they've done. It's sad. I I've talked about this in a few podcasts. When we 
critique movies after you walk out of a movie and you go, that movie sucked. You know, that was a... We don't think about the hundreds of people, the jobs that were involved, that everybody came in every day trying to do the best they could. And to just say a movie sucks is not fair to all the work, the hundreds of hours, man hours that go into building the sets, designing the the, uh, the everything from the costumes to the computer graphics. It, it takes months, if not years, of work to bring these movies together. And to just dismiss it with a bad review is ridiculous. Um, a lot of time and effort went into making this the best that it could be. Um, it's not my favorite video game translation. It's not my favorite giant monster movie either. I would rather watch uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, which is a pretty damn good giant monster movie. But again, this is not something a lot of people are familiar with, not a lot of people have seen, and it's worthy. It's it's not straight to video quality. It's it's made by a guy who knows his way around some budgets and some and some big effects and some decent acting. And it's got all that. And it's fun. And when it was over, I wouldn't mind seeing another one. And that's the best thing I can say about one of these kind of movies. Again, pop some popcorn, you know, pop the top on your favorite libation or 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 cannabis substitute or whatever, and enjoy the film. Uh, for what it is. Monster Hunter is a good time, a great Blu-ray. I'll do a, a, a 4K update when I get a 4K copy of it, but really enjoyed Monster Hunter for what it was. Not my favorite movie, but definitely something I would watch again. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My website is therockfile.com. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, and doing all that you do, and especially for listening.